0: Only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's cook. Let's cook. 3CR 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand. Welcome to Out of the Pan, a show knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, where if you want to, you can feel like a woman in the words of Shania Twain from that alternative mix of the track from around 2000. 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present and acknowledging our Rainbow Elders, including sister girls and brother boys, and welcome to people of all genders. On the show today, have a look at um, Rainbow and spirituality and faith and that sort of stuff had some... Awesome developments in the last couple of weeks since I last was with you. And unfortunately, on the not so good side, have a look at some bi erasure amongst other things as well. Um, and as well, of course, that great pansexual music, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender, or genre. If you want to get in touch with the program, there's always lots of ways to do it. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. Text in six one four zero eight zero seven eight nine eight one. look for me or out of the pan on Facebook, or tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. Well, religion's been in the news for our communities in um, the um, first few months of this year, and in a, well, I suppose you'd say a not-so-good way, given the vocal nature of the I'm almost tempted to say two-thirds inaccurately named Australian Christian Lobby, I should say, Australian Sick Christian Sick Lobby. Certainly one-third, the last third of that name is accurate and they're definitely a lobby group. Um, Not so, um, in terms of Australian, well, I don't think they're into traditional Australian values of egalitarianism and fairness. Um, No, not a fair go, mate. Um, But um, you'd think at times that... um, you know, that the Australian Christian lobby is the voice of Australian Christianity because no one else is getting spoken for, which is really worrying. I think that has obvious worries um, for our GLBTI-type communities in that that voice is being spoken for, is all we're hearing, sorry. And also you've got to ask questions about some um, sections of media that they are the only Christian voice-getting of um, of a Guernsey on LGBTI. Surely it's nothing to do with ratings points, clickbait and all the rest. No, never, never, never. What What am I thinking? But seriously, of course, it does have detrimental effects. And look, I'm not Christian, but you've got to be wondering if they're actually turning people off Christianity. I did spend 13 years at a Christian school, um, uh, Christian boys school for that matter nice Jewish girls spent 13 years at a Christian school like a vault. anyway um, and I've got to say look it was obviously not a pleasant experience in terms of gender and I didn't like the forced nature of the religion but as time goes on I remember something I will be very fair that this um, school even though there was compulsory chapel church type of services two or three times a week they did put across the good ideas that Jesus had things like love compassion courage and empathy and of course what we hear from the australian christian lobby is so often about fear hate anger and selfishness the reason i want to mention the good ideas of of jesus is a couple of weeks ago i found them no i didn't find god um, but i did um, find well at least where the true spirit of god and jesus is and I've got to give full credit to the Sacred Edge Festival, um, which was held down at Queenscliff and run by the local Uniting Church, um, we'll say branch down there, as well as many other um, great um, you know, people involved throughout the Queenscliff and the local Bellarine Peninsula area. Uh, I've got to say, I've all had this dream. I'd love to live down there, be close to both the bay and the ocean for many years they've probably helped me think, hmm, there's a safe community down there for me, which I've always felt there was any time I've been down there. But it was an amazing experience um, coming down from the Friday night through to the Sunday afternoon. Um, so great panels of all sorts of diverse people. Um got to give full credit to that for starters. And, um, in particular on the Friday night, um, amongst others, the fabulous star lady who I keep threatening to get in on this show and will do it at some point. But also, um, uh, I've got to say, um, a a person, I'm sorry, names are my weak spot, an Iranian refugee. He wants to be a human rights lawyer, someone of African background, another person of Indigenous background, people from everywhere. And, you know, it got me thinking more and more, which was, I think, and I've noticed this on in, in another occasion, and that was 3CR's you know, outdoor broadcasts um, from Gertrude Contemporary a few weeks ago. Although we're coming from different perspectives, we're all aiming for the same thing, egalitarianism and a fair go. And, um, you know, it reminds me of you know what a message that I put across in the various um, diversity training that I do that, you know, we often hear of, oh, we treat everyone the same and that's new, We want the same outcome for everyone, and that is in a service provision setting, the best quality service, but of course there's a different path to get there. Well, as humans, we're all wanting the same outcome, to be happy to be with people we love in whatever sense of that word, um, whether it's in an intimate setting or family in a broader setting, however we want to define family, and we just want to achieve our potential, yet we're all taking different paths to get there. So for 3CR, it could be through work in the union movement, the queer community, the environmental movement, a culturally and linguistically diverse, indigenous, and so on, or through playing a style of music that doesn't get a Guernsey off, and that can be lifting people's spirits. Um, what is it? Music is the universal language of humankind to adapt. I think it was Henry Longfellow's statement. Um, anyone who wants to communicate into the show, let me know if I'm right there. Um, but, um, you know, the Uniting Church were doing the same thing, and Well, I'll say the first, you know, if I can say the word professional highlight, but also a personal one. Um, Yours truly was on a panel on Sunday lunchtime-ish with Star Lady, the inimitable Daniel Woodhouse. Um, Quiet Waters Run Deep, he is just really the Pacific Basin of choir orders in our queer community. Um, also, um, Suzanne Prosser, a long-time worker with GASP down in Geelong, who's so, done so much good work. And Tony Briffer, whose experience of intersex is huge, and a lovely, lovely guy who I've also got to get in on the show. i better get my dance card sorted. And that's Patrick O'Toama from Ireland, lovely spiritual gay man who gave us some great insight into the Irish um, marriage referendum, and gave us some hints and pitfalls to avoid, which is really good. And we did a panel discussion for an hour, which was, as um, one of my contemporaries, Zoe Birkinshaw would say, was pretty amazeballs. And at the end, the facilitator said, look, as much as I can on behalf of the Uniting Church, not Uniting Church Queenscliff or Bellarine, but Uniting Church, I want to apologise for how we've treated the LGBTI communities in the past. And then 100 people well, gave us a standing ovation, and at that point I had to remove the glasses because they were getting a bit soggy and foggy. So pretty amazing stuff. And it's a message that, of course, that I know we sort of know in theory, but it's got to be remembered that, no, the Christian lobby is not, not all Christians. And there's lots of Christians out there who are practising the true message of Christianity and that good dude called Jesus. And, well, Christian or not... Got some more the next day. The fabulous Margot Fink and I ended up on a panel. Unfortunately, Tony Briffer couldn't make it due to um, some um, emergency work issues. Um, And so we were on a panel at the Spiritual Care Australia Conference, which is people in pastoral care in all sorts of settings, custody, (coughs) military, community services, you name it, 300 people. Another great discussion, Padraig was the facilitator of this one and, well, again, at the end, someone said, this is a day I've waited for to see two trans people on a panel like this in our area. And the reception, again, huge standing ovation. So there's lots of people who want to bring out the true spirituality. I think, of course, you know, everyone at 3CR, in our way, does that, as I mentioned. But there's lots of people out there, including Christians. I notice, I say jokingly, the three Pride Shabbat services in the last three years are the only times I've been to synagogue voluntarily in my life. People are out there. And during this week, I was on a panel with the fabulous Nura from Mahaba, who I've also got to get on this program. Yes, this dance card is getting packed. But um, one of the most amazing, beautiful people you would want to meet. There's lots of people out there building bridges, bringing people together, both in terms of people in numbers, but also bringing parts of people together. And, of course, lots of other people have done good work in terms of Islamic and queer aliena, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Alisi to name a couple, um, in terms of Christianity, Anthony, Ven Brown, um, Rachel Goff, lots of people out there. So find that little niche that's yours. Of course we want the prejudice to stop, but you know, we may not shut up get the Australian Christian Lobby to get into a TARDIS to the other end of the universe and one way and throw away the key. But um, we can at least do proactively what we can do. There's lots of people out there doing it. And so I really wanted to, well, there's my Sunday sermon for you on Out of the Pan. Well, it is, of course, we're coming up to the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia. If you're listening to the live Sunday version, it's in two days time. If you're listening on podcast, we'll say it's this week, May 17th. And so today I've sort of opened I have got lots of rainbow anthems whether the people are queer or they mean something man I feel like a woman well you as I said you can feel whatever gender you want well here's the standard deviations an Adelaide trio um being Vicky Bennett, Mary Heath and Sue Galbraith. Uh, Mary Heath who's a lecturer at a university in Adelaide um and does lots of good stuff on by and well um how, do you, how you dress is up to you but you could be dressing for you. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally. From every corner of the land, womankind arrives! Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. rights rights militantly, never you fear! Erosion of human rights leads directly and. Inevitably, to erosion of human security. We do not accept the denial of our rights because the right to have a say over our country is our life. Women on the line. Tune in on Mondays at 8:30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 a.m. on 3CR Community Radio 855 AM, well and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Your love. This is our 40th year of radical radio. Call 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au and we'll be at your side forevermore. Stand with me. Um, if ever you're in trouble, you can stand by us. 3CR 855 5 AM digital. 3 out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Well, we just heard from some amazing talent, including the by-talent of um, Mary Heath as part of the Standard Deviations Dressing for You from um, their um, release in some years ago now. Goodness me. Um, It's going back a bit. I'm pretty sure it was early 2000s, and I'm not sure if they're still recording. But um, there they were. Um, 2004, pretty early-ish, so I'd better get on the the communications to Adelaide and find out what's going on. Anyway, um, including, as I said, a fabulous bi-artist, of course, so much talent and amazing potential in our community, and unfortunately what often nukes it as I've um, experienced over the last, well, I want to say experienced, been a first-hand part of in the last couple of weeks is biphobia and bi and privilege. And probably, I probably sh- I will give a trigger warning for this um, segment, in terms of biphobia, biorasia, and privilege of all sorts, and that's what I want to hint at. Um, so what started this? I'm on a, what is usually a very good, emotionally intelligent, intelligent and sensible and sensitive international email list um, that you know has good conversations. I get great information from it, and. About um, oh, Wednesday or Thursday week ago, Australian time, there was a post about celebrations for May seventeenth that are coming up in a particular country now it doesn't matter what it is that's not the point of this conversation. The news article that this person had written had referred to the International Day Against Homophobia and transphobia, and last year the scope of this day was extended to include biphobia because bi people had Quite reasonably, of course. In well, I'll say in my opinion, um, but um, some people will say I'm biased, um, felt erased. So politely, in using good communication skills, said great article, great that this has um, this particular country is recognising International Day Against Homophobia. I just note that last year the scope of the day was extended to include biophobia. I'd hope there could be an amendment to the article that reflects that. Um, which would be appropriate. So nice, polite um, approach. No aggression, no um, anything else. Well, boy, had I'd better brace myself at the end of my computer. Sarcasm, you know, about how the acronym is getting too long, to which I always say, as deadpan as I can, well, let's drop G and L, everyone knows what that is by now. Didn't went straight over people's heads, straight almost being the operative word, um, dare I say. Um, the word erasure used in inverted commas. Now, to me, that's, as a by person that's as insulting as when someone refers to me as a trans woman, with woman in inverted commas, implying I'm not, that it's not really like that. Totally inappropriate um being talked across, you know, not even as if I was there, um, with people talking to each other, as if I hadn't even initiated the post. The person who wrote the article comes back and said he was lectured at. I have to say that I've been around a long time and I've tried to build my own self care techniques well I tell you what, I pulled all the reserves out of the tanks I can tell you to deal with this horrendous situation. It was pretty damn upsetting, at least but I managed to keep my cool and despite trying to put things that got people thinking, shift their paradigm, nothing seemed to work. And after a while, I just had to say, well, I think I know what the real underlying issue is here. But um, until we can resolve that, I don't think we can move this forward. So I'm not going to comment any further. I had a couple of people call, come to me off-list, one saying, oh, you're very upset, aren't you? Well, what do you flapping well expect me to be? Jumping around in glee at the sarcasm and biophobia? No, I didn't respond that way. How patronising, though. Um, interestingly, a cisgender, monosexual gay man. I had another guy come to me off-list who, interestingly, was not directly involved in community advocacy per se, but was someone who was just on the list um, in other capacities, due to work, who was I think more empathic and understanding, and more willing to take an open-minded stance, which was incredibly welcome given the baloney that had gone on. He was closer um, to things, and I have to say, at time of recording this program, we've um, I've had some um, people. You know, there were a few other pe- by people who spoke up on the list some belatedly as we do we can't always keep on top of our emails when we're busy and all that sort of thing and have spoken up pretty assertively um, since and people have offered me support and noted uh, my attempts to try to do something about it which is most welcome because I have to say I was pretty darn toot and disheartened by what was going on. So yeah very difficult scenario but I just don't get I mean I can give you all sorts of I'll say left-brain logical reasons for bi erasure and bi phobia. Um, for example, people in gay and lesbian communities um, who identify as gay and lesbian who feel marginalised, you know, feel like I know how I'll deal with this. I'll dump my insecurities on someone who they perceive as even less um, strong, even will say I hate this word, weaker than them. Gee, that's you know, and we're talking. I think you know, um, first year uni psychology there, or even year eleven psychology standard way of dealing with something, you know, put someone else down to make yourself, in inverted commas, feel better. Of course, that's not a win-win solution, and bi and trans people know that only too well. I sadly have to report on another angle that a friend of mine in a Facebook group that I left a few weeks ago, who is identifies under the bi umbrella, um, was on the receiving end of bi, um, biphobia, in their opinion, from trans and gender diverse people, which I have to say is utterly disgusting and doubly hypocritical given you know that we we just seem to create hierarchies and trans people are often at the bottom near the bottom of that hierarchy to then for those trans people to do it is appalling so yeah um, that's one reason the monkey dumping as I call it the second is the assimilationist approach to our communities um, this idea that Um, many gays and lesbians have taken if we say hey look heterosexual white society we're just like you except we're homosexual don't tell anyone that's going to be easier for them to get their rights but it throws groups like bi trans and for that matter polyamory under the bus too much it may throw intersex under the bus i don't want to speak for intersex people um if anyone who um does um, consider themselves part of intersex wants to comment on that naturally um send something into the show but um goodness me, Um, the double standards are appalling. And I've got to say on a panel that I was on during the week, not directly related to this, I made the remark that in two weeks time, give or take, we have a lesbian, bi and queer women's conference in Melbourne put on by two predominantly cisgender gay male organisations. And I made the remark that that's a bit like having Tony Abbott as Minister for Women. Well, got a few laughs amongst anything else, but I worry that people don't see the deeper implications. To sum it up, I said I had an idea of the underlying issue. The critical factor is all the people at the, up until a few days ago on the list who had spoken up for, for bi people, who identified as bi, were female-identified. And all the stuff going on, um, all the snark, all the use of erasure and inverted commas, was males. And I'm reminded of something a... A male presenter on joy ninety four point nine said a few years ago, um, while on that station, we should go back to when we the gay men spoke for everybody in the LGBTI community men speaking for everyone in the plainest sense of the word that is misogynism, not allowing women a voice. Well, is there a linkage between biphobia and misogynism? Um could it be Is it just this idea that in the queer com- the rainbow or slash queer community the gay men still think that this element of gay men, I will be very fair, of course not all gay men are like that and I say that very genuinely. I know not all men is a controversial phrase but I don't, but there are lots of wonderful gay men who are good allies to bi and trans as there are lesbians. Um, but is this an idea that some people still think they run other people's lives? A worrying thought but it's something that we don't seem to want to tackle in our communities enough. But funnily enough when you've um, you know got... Um, organisations that still have a predominantly male and in particularly gay male culture and they have the money, I wonder why we don't tackle it. Leave you with that thought. Um, Well, thank you. It wasn't easy to stand up and sometimes I feel like this. Here's Jade Star from a 2006 release called Transition. Um, Well, sometimes I feel like this and watch. You heard this from me. Watch for some new material from Jade Star very soon. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Good advice from Totally Gorgeous from their album of that name featuring the vocals of Penelope Swales. And, you know, try to be, as a friend of mine says, it's nice to be nice. Prior to um, uh, Totally Gorgeous, we had Jade Starr from the 2006 release, um, Transition, and um, when Jade, Jade was with Dread Circus and Supergirl Syndrome. Well, um, do we put on capes? What do we do? Sometimes there's a tendency to want to put on capes or thump chests and do things. And this came up a bit during the week. I was um, on a panel called LGBTI Issues in St Petersburg, and there's often this tendency, what do we do for people overseas? And sometimes that is a question that needs to be questioned in itself. Because sometimes we've got to do nothing. People are probably aware of horrendous situations with outright queerphobic hate crimes recently in Bangladesh with activists, unfortunately, um, you know, being on the receiving end of those hate crimes. And there's a tendency to rush in and puff your chest down and stamp your feet and do something. And a message came through, and this is why this email list I'm on that I mentioned in the last segment is usually good, from people in Bangladesh saying, don't do anything, shut up, don't protest to embassies, we need to lie low for a while, you know, it's really delicate here, we just need the dust to settle. And so the thing is, it's not what you do or don't do, it's about listening, funnily enough, same way in that some elements of gay and lesbian need to listen to bisexuals about our experiences and not tell us what we're about, we need to listen to people overseas now, this is there's an extra layer, of course, to the context of um, the St. Petersburg, Russia situation. In the Melbourne and St. Petersburg, are sister cities, or as I would like to call it, sibling cities. But anyway, um, we'll, live, we'll live with sister, all right then. Um, but um, some people say, should we break the relationship? Let's just think, what does that really do? Does it send a protest message? Are they suddenly going to go, oh, we'll change our homophobic policies? Well, not really. It doesn't do that. And it only hurts the locals. And yes, I've, and I speak from experience of being there for just under two weeks last year. And the thing that came out of that whole experience was people want connection. I mean, every human being in, it, in our way wants connection. When we don't get it, of course, it can be a very difficult thing. Um, and when it doesn't happen... So I think we have to be careful about rushing in. It was a good constructive debate. I know some people still don't agree with um, that approach. They've said politely on Facebook, and that's an interesting thing. They've managed to communicate politely, unlike some of the biphobes on that international list I was talking about, or biphobic attitudes, to be fair. Um, So, um, yeah, it's not that hard, really, when you get down to it. Um, I won't make an ablest statement, but I prefer people to the long piece that someone wrote about listening. You know, when you give someone advice and they haven't asked for it, you're not listening when you tell people what to do. But if you listen, listen carefully, um, then I'll give you your turn to speak. Then that's the thing. And it's just... Gosh, it comes back to common sense communication. What a novel concept, I hear people asking, um, telling. So this was the many things that came out of this panel. Um, we've got to allow for local conditions. And I, I'm in this position because I get very grumpy when people, mainly America, but sometimes UK and what I will call, you know, in before 1990 would have been called Western Europe, tell Australians what's going on for us. I'm on this another a trans um, a Trans-Europe list, even though I'm not in Europe, and when Australian announcements happen, sometimes in the past we've been told um, what this means. It's like, no, this is what it means. Here's the web link. People rush in and talk for other people, which is a pretty unhealthy um, thing to do. Uh, don't talk for other people. In a sense, that's prejudice too. Um, so, yeah, listen first. And there's worse than that, I can tell you. Um, that I've experienced. I mean, I'm still get a bit grumpy thinking about the U.S. ambassador who condescendingly said Australia was turning to America for leadership because we were falling behind on marriage equality, which implies that a we're stupid and b marriage equality is the most important measure. Um, there's other examples I could give a. A, an American producer of a documentary about an Australian, um, heard one bad report about something in the trans community in Australia and said, well, clearly you're very behind. We're going to help you, which makes me what a cringe. No, we're quite capable of working it out. So I'm well aware of this thing of where people talk for other people in terms of location as well as, of course, within bi and trans, um, from a bi and trans perspective and poly as well. So let's listen. Um, it's a good idea when we set up a safe space to communicate when we do it in a thorough way we can achieve it and then get better results for everyone whether it's within our communities or internationally across um, borders that really don't exist when you're LGBTI because we're in it together. All right let's keep up the queer music today. Um, here's someone who's very much a part of the queer community um, with her with great looks and um, great music And although the single that this was off was the Funny Bunny single by Jay Leonard, I decided as I came in, I'm going to play um, Jade's version of the old track Spooky 3CR, 855am digital3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. And let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by Neil Mitchell. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at bi Please do that, 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Thought I'd better play that in line of the, um, you know, I've give, um, given what I had a couple of segments back about, um, the horrendous biphobia that's still happening. I'm just not old in my um, humble little book, but uh, anyway... There are at least some safe spaces. That's one of them in Melbourne that is very safe, declaring all interest as a committee member of Bisexual Alliance Victoria. That uh, last community announcement was done without me moving my lips. All right. Prior to the community announcements, we heard from a fabulous uh, rainbow musician, the fabulous Jade Leonard, from the Funny Bunny single of 2010. Um... And Funny money was dedicated to, well, one of those funny bunnies in our community, but she's, well, actually funny in a humorous way and um, just fun to be with. And that's Kesarah, who's, of course, given so much to Victoria's um, you know, queer communities in terms of entertainment. Um, things what are coming up in the community? Well, the, U, the standing events are on this week, but of course, there's an absolute um, Osco or Everest or some sort of mountain of um, queer-friendly events. Um, Alphabet Soup is on, Ida Hobbit Night, as it would be the third Tuesday of the month, Den Bar at High Street. Um, there will be a Seahorse Night um, radio bar in Gertrude Street, Bent TV's on Friday night and also Provocation for the Kingsters at Gettys Bar. Um, so lots of events coming up. The next by discussion group is the twenty fourth um, Tuesday week um, in terms of this show going to air. But there are so many Ida Hobbit events. Um, I know for myself, I'm um, just um, bouncing around on Ida Hobbit day and have had to turn down some invites, um, which is a, I suppose a nice problem to have. But um, I know I'm, t- I'm part of a little event at RMIT well, I'm not sure if it's appropriate, happening at the Old Melbourne Jail on Tuesday morning at about 11-ish, um, and RMIT will be there all day. I'm then racing off to a panel discussion for the Pride Network, which is great to see our public service network um, embracing queer diversity. And in the evening, I've got a fab event um, coming up which yours truly is MCing at the Fab Hairs and Hyenas, um, an evening with the Bogarts, which um, a few months ago, there was a great book um, about um, Kai, who came out as trans, and mum, and how they dealt with it. So I'm facilitating a panel discussion. A big lump of wood. No, nothing of the sort. A great range of people on that. Check hares and hyenas website for all the details. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Wednesday night, um, there's um, Carers Vic are holding a night out in the west um, for um, LGBTI carers as part of Idaho Hobbit Week. I know there's flower grazing ceremonies probably at at least three places. Hobbs City of Hobson's Bay, City of Maribyrnong, and city of Banyol. Um so Banyal, which um, is just to the east of Melbourne, um, I don't think they've done something before from memory, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's good to see all this stuff are happening, it's quite amazing um, that there is so much going on is quite um, remarkable and I think a good sign and there's lots more going on, there's just tonnes of events I know that the Australian Equality Party are having an event. Um, there's the launch of the Equinox Health Centre. Gosh almighty, um, you'd have to have the combination of TARDIS and um, DeLoreans to get to all of them over the week if you wanted to. I wanted to just acknowledge a couple of messages that um, came in on the show two weeks ago, which was pre-recorded. I was talking about um, workforce issues and... We've had someone come in and say that um, there's a trans person who works at the State Library. They're always respected by both the public and staff, and that's Florence who sent that in. I think I know that person, um, which is great. I'm not sure how they identify, but certainly someone who would go beyond the gender binary. And it's interesting, a few queer people I know are librarians. Um, I think there's a research piece there. Uh, But thank you, Florence, for sending that in. And um, someone else has sent in... um, you know, sort of, um, um, you know, has um, said, sadly, sometimes elitist attitudes create a challenging environment for productive relationships and decent outcomes to occur. Well, um, I honestly couldn't have planned that any better. I'd forgotten the exact content of that message. Well, there's a form of elitism if um, monosexual gay men and to some extent monosexual lesbians talk for bi people. And this message says we need more progressive voices at an executive level in television. Well, I, I would agree with that, um, both commercial and don't, don't mention q and A. I I think I did once, but I nearly got away with it. Um, so, yeah, thank you for those messages, um, Florence and... Um, or say another roving correspondent on out of the pan. We seem to have a few of them. Thank you. To I want to say thank you to all the people who listen into the show. It is appreciated. Um, and download our pod and or download our podcast. Um, it's very much there for you. Um, and we hope it gives you a sense of connection on the show. Uh, very very important. So yes, if, um, by the way, there was anything really, really immediately triggering in some of our content today, particularly the biphobic stuff, don't forget the fab people at Switchboard slash QLife are out there um, in Victoria, oh three nine double six three two nine three nine, 2939, and if needed, the toll-free number one eight hundred All right, I'd better get out of here. And make way for Freedom of Species, Take, finish up the queer music today, Will, with a bit of queer blues from Mia Dyson from the Parking Lots album of um, 2005. Well, that's what they'd better do to me, roll me out of the studio. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Have a great Ida Hobbit day and week. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.